This is Kotecki on Tech. I am James Kotecki here with Neha Sampat, founder and CEO of Content Stack. Neha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Content Stack, as I understand it, is, and I'm quoting from your own marketing materials here, a headless content management system. But I imagine that when you go over to your neighbor's house at Thanksgiving, like that's not how you actually describe the company. So what is a colloquial way of understanding what you do just for context? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the geeky response is that it's in the name. It's a modern technology stack for all of your digital content. But for a less technical audience, I prefer to give a couple examples by identifying a favorite brand or a sports team that the person might like. So a good example of this is the Miami Heat, which is a customer of Content Stack. And they use Content Stack to unify all of their content that they make available to fans. So if you're using the digital app and you're, uh, you're a fan of the Miami Heat, whether it's team data, ticket information, game stats, the content that you see when you're ordering food to your desk or to your table, social media content, all of that's in one place, regardless of how the content's being shared or consumed. And in this example, Content Stack essentially makes your mobile phone a remote control to the American Airlines arena. That's kind of an example of how Content Stack kind of empowers content to be used by an individual. So forgive me if this is a tired question, but just I have to ask, what does content mean for your purposes? How do you define that extremely, and as a marketer myself, I know, uh, sometimes extremely nebulous word that just kind of means everything that's not, you know, the underlying technology? <laughs> I love the word content. I'm so excited that it's actually made it into, the, into our product name. I think about it as content is the new black. If you think about how much content has become more accessible to people of all ages and interests, it's what drives engagement, whether it's long informative articles that we used to read to small snippets in SMS messages or Twitter, podcasts like this one, video snippets, contents in the games that people are playing. All of that essentially leads to learning and being engaged with a brand or being engaged with an organization. It's how you learn about the solar system when you put your mobile app up to the sky. Content is everything. And any of that content, anything that is in the form of digital content is what we think about in the world of content stack. So give me some more examples of the kinds of things that your technology enables companies to do. What are some of the things that people are you know, most amazed by when they're demoing your technology that it can do? That's really the breadth of use for software that surprises people. It's the fact that you can do so much with content stack and in some ways, it's even surprised us as the people that have developed this software. We have customers using it in ways that we hadn't imagined. I'll give you a few examples. We've got a large U.S. clothing retailer that used Content Stack initially for their mobile app, and it's the way that they engage their, their fans. And you would think that's a pretty typical use case, but they've figured out how to take that from just the, the mobile use case to a physical use case when someone's actually visiting their store. So they've got in-store kiosks and content that's communicating with the same users using some of the same language and the same personalization to make them feel very special. Another example is Content Stack being used at a $2 billion gaming company to act as a central content place for all of the web content, but also in-game content. And that's when it becomes really interesting because the whole idea of choose your own adventure, which used to be in books, is now being brought to gaming and in a virtual digital way. Tell me a little bit more about this gaming use case. What are some kind of ways that content can deliver that more immersive experience that you're seeing? So 
gaming in general until recently was really tied to static content. And that's because in-game consoles used content in a way that had to be pre-written, pre-generated before the game was actually published. And so there was limitations on what content could be consumed. And the big difference is in having a content management system like ContentStack is that that content now becomes dynamic. So you're going from static to dynamic, which is really the basis for being able to do anything really creative. And now if you're playing the game and you're immersed in it and you decide to go in one direction versus the other, the game can go with you. And it goes in a way that is now hitting creative boundaries that even game developers have never seen. So I'm just trying to uh, contextualize this. So I'm in a game and I make a choice in a game to go in a, uh, down a certain hallway, for example. And because maybe my console is connected to the internet, I don't have to have all that content necessarily even on the console. It can, it can download new things uh, from the web. It can download new things that a writer to the game just like added last week. If I, I can choose certain voice prompts that maybe weren't available before and maybe are available only for a limited time because the game company is testing it out. And if I choose one of those voice prompts and then the company sees from the data that a lot of people are choosing that voice prompt, they can put a team of writers on that to kind of create this own, create this new adventure, uh, you know, after the game has been released. And this is all in opposition to the fact of like, you know, looking at older games where every kind of, even though they might have a, a dense, a, a dense thicket of branches of possibilities, they all would have had to have been scripted before the game shipped. Is that kind of what you're talking about? That's exactly it. And and the beauty is that it doesn't even have to be a week or it, it could literally be down to the second because gaming developers if they really want to get intense, they can get involved in a specific situation and and change the game as you're playing it. So an AI, you know, a computer, so a developer who's also paired with some kind of AI assistive writing capabilities can be generating all these new uh, concepts and content basically on the fly and almost like playing with the player as a kind of co-developing the game in a sense based on the player's choices. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. That is really exciting. And uh, are there any games that are out right now that you are powering or are they forthcoming? There are games that we're powering. Unfortunately, I can't share what they are. Okay. Um, so I guess we're just going to have to play a lot of video games and, uh, and look <laughs> for the immersive content and be very excited about that. Let's talk about the way that content is produced and how artificial intelligence can play into that. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think the beauty of of AI or artificial intelligence in, you know, in enabling content creation and content analysis is that there's so many tools that writers and content producers can now use to be more productive. But I, I still don't believe that artificial intelligence makes content creative. I think it's more, it's more of a tool to use in order to have text intelligence or analyze your content. I'll give you an example. So Artificial intelligence, AI can analyze the tone or sentiment of content and suggest if it's suitable for the intended audience. And there's a ton of services out there like IBM's Watson, a company called MonkeyLearn that does this. They look at language detection. They look at keywords. They'll actually look at profanity detection. Sentiment analysis is then applied to help you decide if you've used the right tone in the way that you've written the content. And so Content Stack actually builds all of that in. We work with all these really cool companies that are doing this sentiment analysis. And within the interface that you're logged into using Content Stack, we'll actually show you where you can improve your content. There's a lot of use cases like that, like automated 
image tagging or categorization. If you think about it, you're using a lot of images now in how you develop content, whether it's online content or in games or in, in even in podcasts. And having a way to automatically tag that, it really just takes away a mundane task from an ind individual or a human and makes it a tool that makes you more productive. And that's really what I see the most often is, is productivity being empowered by artificial intelligence in content development. When we talk about humans and machines working together to create content or machines augmenting the human creative process, are we talking about something that can actually... Uh, change the definition of what a good content creator is. So if you look at just writing, for example, things like Google's kind of assisted typing where you see in Gmail, you know, the next few words that it thinks you're going to write, um, things like that. Are those things that, uh, that mean that content creators maybe are going to need to get into a different mindset or zone when they're creating content? And even different kinds of people are good at creating the new kind of content versus who are good at creating the old kind of content. It's possibly. I mean, I, I think it's not really a mindset shift as much as it is getting used to maybe the interruptive act of your creative process. If you think about creative writing, it used to be that you'd take a typewriter, go into a room with a, you know, a, a big carafe of coffee and sit for hours and just write mm -hmm. without interruption. And now, you know, we're constantly interrupted and when, whenever we're doing anything and everything from like a tool like Grammarly that ensures that you're using proper grammar when you write to examples where sentiment analysis is being brought up, or there's like you suggested, Google's giving you the rest of the sentence. Those are all, again, tools that make you a more productive content person. And from my perspective, it's just changing the way that you're consuming and using those tools. And in some ways it makes you faster, but it also can distract from the creativity. So you have to find the right balance as a, as a content creator. What's beautiful about having machines involved in content creation is what you suggested, which is that machines can find things that humans maybe can't find or detect. There's algorithms involved and they're, they're looking and analyzing the content that you're using all the way down to maybe even tracking an individual user's or reader's behavioral patterns and, and when and how they're engaged in the content. And this capability helps marketers to deliver personalized content, you know, lets them boost customer engagement, satisfaction, ultimately it drives revenue for large brands. And that's where you start to detect a lot of value out of all the new uh, available technology. But in terms of whether or not it changes the way that you have to be creative, I don't necessarily think so. I think you have to figure out what tools work for you and use them when they make sense. I wonder sometimes what this technology will do to the next generation of writers. My children, for example, are five and two, and they're going to grow up once they learn to type. Uh, they're going to grow up with this kind of auto sentence complete technology already built in. They're going to grow up with um, things like uh, spell check and then Grammarly and then kind of even maybe more uh, layers of analysis on top of the writing they do. It's going to already build, be built into everything that they do. So where, you know, I come to these technologies and adults today come to these technologies having been trained in a world where they didn't exist. So like my, my writing brain or my kind of content creation brain is kind of set. And then I, these, these tools are kind of assisting me versus having these tools built in from the beginning. I just wonder, does it fundamentally change something about their creative process to always be expecting in a way kind of uh, the computer to uh, really help them write in ways that we've never had before as writers, as humans. 
I think about how kids interact with games and content. Um, I watch my nephews playing in their iPads all the time and I see their brains moving faster than their age. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I mean, I believe that they're living in an interruption driven society, but they're also learning things at a faster pace than we did. And their access to information is literally typing something into a browser and getting everything that exists on the planet about that, which will make them faster at being able to create content. But it sort of reminds me of, if you think about how we used to read choose your own adventure books, kids are now just being catered those adventures through personalized video games and personalized content. And even reading has become more about personalizing to an individual. And that one-to-one -one personalization will also make us smarter, faster. And so I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing necessarily, but I do see it changing. I don't think it changes the fundamentals of how creative writing works. I think we still have to be creative and we can now leverage technology to do things faster. Hmm. I mean, I guess I if you think about the invention of the printing press or kind of the adoption of mass literacy for society. Do you feel like AI and these technologies that we're talking about and the ability for extreme personalization, uh, do you feel like those things could have as big of an impact on the way we communicate as society? Or are we talking about more of an evolution here with the technologies that, uh, that you're talking about? I think it's an evolution, but I think it's a really big one. I think we'll see things in our lifetime that we used to only believe was, you know, fiction and back to the future. I, I do believe also, however, that AI or computers cannot create completely original stories. We're definitely not there. But there's this concept of natural language processing, you know, as, as a way that AI systems communicate with people. And in doing that, there's areas where content translation and transcription and, and sentiment analysis and, and grammar check and protection of content, all of those types of things start to become a lot more advanced when natural language processing is becoming more, more advanced as well. And I think the use cases where AI can help you produce content are going to expand, but I think creativity will always be important to have human involvement. Neha Sampats is the founder and CEO of ContentStack. Thank you for joining me on Kotechi on Tech. Thank you so much.